is so wonderful to be here with you today. I want to first start off by just saying you are such an incredible actor and an icon. And how does it feel being such an icon and playing such an iconic role for so many years ago and then just skyrocketing your career like that? Well, you know, it's funny with Hercules because initially it was going to be five two-hour movies. That's what the setup was going to be. And when Universal called me in the first time, I was like, okay, I'm a big guy, but I'm not like steroid guy, no neck. And they said, that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for a guy that looks like he's an NFL quarterback or maybe a decathlon guy or something. I said, okay. A Red. real man. Well, and they called me again. Called me again. Seven times they called me in for that role. Okay. And then I went up to uh, I went up to Vancouver, out of LA, to shoot an episode of The Commish. It's an old series um, um, with Michael Chiklis, who was the star of that one. And three days later, my agent called and said, "You got the role." So I came out in the set and I looked at Chiklis. I said, "I don't want any crap from you. I'm half god now." And uh, it, it was going to just be the five movies. I got to work with Anthony Quinn, who played Zeus. Here's a rock star from the 40s, 50s, and 60s. What, six Academy Award nominations, two wins, Lawrence of Arabia, uh, Zorba the Greek, Requiem for a Heavyweight, all these amazing movies. Third movie in, I, I, I said to one of the other guys that was acting the show with me, I said, I think they're going to make this a series. Mm -hmm. And about a month later, Universal called and said, we love what we see, you're a series. Two years later, season three, we became the most watched TV show in the world, 176 countries. I can't even imagine being it was a part pretty of cool. that. <laughs> it was pretty cool. And let's roll it even back further, because I hear okay. there's quite the story of how you got discovered, and I hear it was on a trip to Italy. Who discovered you? Well, I was doing a lot of commercials uh, back in Minneapolis the other day. I grew up in Minneapolis. We're headquartered to Pillsbury, General Mills, uh, Best Buy, Target, all these stores are based there. So I, was doing, I already had my SAG card, the all-important SAG mm -hmm. card. And I was dating a model at the time. And uh, she said, well, before you move to L.A., just come to Italy with me and spend the summer. And I thought, why not, you know? So I'm in the streets of Milan. Who walks down on me but Gianni Versace? And he said, wait a minute. He says, who are, what agency are you with? Who are, who are you with? I said, no, nah, I'm an actor. And he goes, no, you must model for me. And so, so that's how wow. it kicked off. So a three-month trip to Europe turned into three and a half years. Wow. So I lived in Milan, Perotomese. I speak un po' italiano, but I've lost most of it. Then I lived in Paris six months, Munich a year and a half. Munich was great for wow. me. Wow. Because in Munich, because you know, I'm, I'm Norwegian, I'm six, but I'm my heritage. So I'm six three. I got the blue eyes. Um, and uh, so I looked almost like I could have been German. So the Germans booked me for a lot of athletic uh, stuff. I and mean, you're I, tall as well. And I, yeah, and I got to, I mean, yeah, because most of the models over there were they're like 38 regulars. I was a 46 long, so I didn't really fit in most of the clothes. <laughs> but Versace and Hugo Boss are two guys that built for, you know, make clothes for bigger guys. Mm -hmm. But... Um, the fun thing was me to do all these fashion shows, these runway things, because for me, I was acting. So, um, you know, because I'd be there with these six foot one women, and they wanted taller guys to walk the runway with them. So, um, it was, it was, it, it opened up a door for me that I never thought I'd do, and I was able to see all of Europe and all of, I went all North Africa, I shot in Morocco, I shot in Tunisia, I shot in Egypt, I got to shoot in all these places, and it was amazing. And then it just got to a point, and I did a lot of commercials too, which was great, so I kept that going. And then when I moved to L.A., um, I finally moved to L.A. three and a half years later. I had never been there. I was staying at, I didn't have a place to stay yet. I was staying at my agent's um, assistant's place. And my first audition, I booked a commercial that shot down in Australia. So I'm in L.A. less than a week. I'm on a plane to Australia, to Sydney. And I wrote a, I wrote, I wrote, I wrote a book report when I was uh, like in fifth grade. Mm -hmm. 
and I, about Australia. So I called my agent. And I said, you know, I'm here. I'm going to stay. They went, you just you just got here. And I oh said, I'm sorry, but I saw the, the, travel, the travel bug was in me. So I spent eight months in Sydney. I did seven plays. I mean, I did two plays and I shot seven commercials. Wow. And had just an absolute blast. And I finally got to L.A. to start diving into the dream that had started when I was 11 years old. Wow, and that really skyrocketed you into a series of films and movies, and you've spent a lot yeah. of time in front of the camera, but yep. lately you've kind of switched it up and you're directing now. I start, actually started on the third season of Hercules. Really? I, I asked, I didn't I know asked that. my producers, wow. I said, uh, Universal guys, I said, do you mind? Uh, I don't want to start, I want to direct an episode. And <clears throat> they didn't blink and they said, sure. Absolutely. I went, Cool. So, <laughs> so that's how that's how it started. I've been uh, I've been a SAG member for over like thirty six years now. But I've been screen actor. I mean, I've been DJ for twenty five years now. Wow. So and, this and is, how do you like being like the different roles? Um, I love I love directing because mm -hmm. I like, you know it's like when you read a book, you have your own idea of you know you read it. The uh -huh. books play so good in your mind, and then uh, same thing when you read a script. So um, I never. I never question what directors want because I got it. I may have a different idea for a scene or where, right. what, how it should be played. But, you know, you bring that up to the director as well. I'm, I like the actors to get on the set. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, we have a set. We, I know we're filming. And so when we do blocking, I want the actors to do the scene because I, I understand the actor side of it. Right. So see what works, see what works. But there might be specific things where I say, you know, I'd rather have you say that line over here and right. I tell them why. Yeah. If I give them a good, good enough reason why. Of course, and a nice know. collaboration Yeah, like that. yeah. But I mean, to me, it's like, I, I love doing it, but I, I've been asked, it was funny, a couple of actors asked me here, I go, if you had to do one or the other, what would you pick? I'd still pick acting. If, I, if you say you can only do one. But I do like directing. I've got two more I'm directing next year that are lined up already. And uh, I've gotten into the documentary world as well. I've done four already. I've got two more lined up for that next year. So. And your new, new project, I know you can't talk a lot about the new project, okay. but it's based on a book, correct? Are we talking about this one here, Left yeah. Behind? We'll talk a little bit behind it because there's a huge Left Behind crowd out there that love what, we, what we've done because Left Behind sold 80 million books. So wow. this one's called Left Behind, the, the Rise of the Antichrist. So it deals with the after, the after the rapture. Mm -hmm. The last one they did was eight years ago with Nicolas Cage playing the character I'm playing now. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I took over that role, Ray Steele. And um, this is really um, a, the, the aftermath now. The rapture's happened, all the, all the people of faith are gone. Mm -hmm. And what's left now is like uh, Antifa and people like that. <laughs> Pretty much what's left on the earth now. There's a lot of destruction, there's a lot of chaos, there's a suicide rates. I mean, kind of what's going on in our world right now. Wow. I mean, COVID, we, it's the yeah. highest suicide rates we've ever had. It absolutely highest is. alcoholism, highest spousal abuse, mm -hmm. uh, parental, I mean, uh, the child abuse. It's crazy what we're doing. It really is. They're, 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 I don't think, or maybe they're doing it on purpose, I don't know. But I think <laughs> like they, pressure points. they didn't look at the, the, the um, the after effects of what they're doing with all these lockdowns and all these shutdowns Absolutely. and destroying. We're destroying the middle class around the world right now. You know? We are. Yeah. Mom and pop, your grocery store is not essential, but Costco's okay. Right. And I look at that and go, I never understood the logic. And I go, well, if you're still going to take the shots and still wear the mask, why can't you go into the mom and pop grocery store? What difference does it make? Absolutely. But apparently, it's just weird. Don't get me going. <laughs> yeah, that's a topic <laughs> right, for another day. Insane. I'm all for the protections we need and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. But I mean, I look at this thing going on. It's just 15 days. Mm -hmm. Here we are two years later and there's an owl saying, well, it might be two or three more. When? Yeah, when? When is society going to get when, back to yeah, normal when, and when start Queen supporting started. each other? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, you've got I a saw great thing. <laughs> I, I, have to, I have to mention this because it made me laugh so hard. Somebody said... He goes, because all these kids wear masks, it drives me crazy. Mm -hmm. Because 
natural immunity is a real thing. And kids, Absolutely. And kids have a strong immune system than all of us do. I'm all for it. Keep working out. Take your vitamins. Get as much sun as you can. We're moving in the winter up here. So you guys still get sun in the winter. Come on. I got I yes. Minnesota. I know what it's like. I'm but, an ice queen. But, the, it's but this fine. guy talked about the school. They talked about the school problem. You know, these seven-year-olds wearing masks. He said, let's replace the school desks with restaurant tables because then you sit down then you can take your mask off and that made me laugh so hard because it once again shows the craziness well it's all. it's the joke of walking 10 steps from the restaurant door to yes. your table with a yes. mask on it's like and then you sit down oh there's no covid here there's no covid at my Phew. dinner table <laughs> it's 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 just the hypocrisy of it all that drives me crazy i'm it's all difficult. for saving people and rent. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I don't dismiss the fact that it's real but I also say we got to have some logic with it as well. Absolutely. And, you know, it yeah. comes down to consistency. Sure. There's been absolutely no consistency. No. There's no and consistency how many of, with the masks. And how many of our political leaders break the rules that they set for all the rest oh, of us absolutely. over and over again? <laughs> it's true. And you know? I really I really wish that people would kind of think about the bigger picture. Yes. The overall picture of the health yeah. of our society and, yeah. our, and our families and our lives. And, I mean, you do an incredible job of juggling your family life with your hectic life because your family is so beautiful oh, it's thank you. so wonderful that you get to work you. with your family as well um, how do you find juggling all of that um, well I love it I, 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 I'm a plus personality I can't sit down I don't, I don't <laughs> like not working when I'm when I'm um, oh what do you got going on there I'm sorry <laughs> 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 your film daughter's getting a little frisky wow, over there. Wow. <laughs> Tone your family in, Kevin. So I went, holy smokes. So anyway, um, I, you know what, when I'm not working, I'm still working. Absolutely. Like this, we're not, Thursdays and Fridays are our weekend on this film production. And, and Here we are on Friday working on my, my day off. <laughs> but I'm not, the thing is when, when this movie ends, I go to start another one right away in Atlanta. Absolutely. Up until Christmas. And then when I get home, I'm always making phone calls. Because yeah. in the independent Never world, stop. the hardest thing is finding funders for our independent movies mm -hmm. that are positive movies that have hope and love and laughter and redemption and things that are missing and not only the world but the movies today. So mm -hmm. we're trying to do movies with a positive image. So go to sorbostudios.com. <laughs> Absolutely. Check me out. Well, thank you so much for your time today. My and pleasure. I know that everyone is going to have a wonderful time listening to this interview. Um, just finishing up, I know that your son is working on some stuff and has been working really yeah. hard on his TikTok. And I oh my gosh. mention yeah. that. And he's got a book coming he's out. How do you feel out. about that? I think it's awesome. Awesome. <laughs> my book, my book, True Strength, is out. It's been out for a while. I've, I, it opened a whole new door of speaking events. I do a lot. I do a about 15 to 20 speaking events around the country every year and my wife and I did the follow-up uh, together we co-wrote uh, um, it's called True Faith so the true strength and I was true faith and uh, we're just trying to do movies that have a positive impact on people and, and even your wife, she has such a positive impact. Her oh, teaching and her homeschooling, homeschooling yep. is the most wonderful thing yeah. I have seen in a long yeah. time. And yeah. you can just tell she is such a genuine, genuine kind person. Yeah. And you guys have built such a beautiful family. I, oh, thank you. I appreciate it's that. It's uh, it's uh, you know we have our battles like any other married couple, but we've been together 20, 25 years now. And uh, we hit our 10th anniversary, I told her. That. In Hollywood, that's like a golden anniversary. Tenth anniversary, wow. most, most actors have three wives to add up for 10 <laughs> years. 
<laughs> no, she scooped you right up on that Hercules set and never looked she back. Did. She did. Well, she resisted at first, but I had to wear it down. <laughs> I'm a big flirt. You so guys are I, such uh, a beautiful I couple. Oh, I, I aspire to have a wonderful relationship oh, like that. Thank you. So thank you guys so much. And I had such a wonderful day today. And I hope you guys enjoyed. Bye. Hey there, go ahead. You start. I want you to speak. Oh, hi guys. We're here with Magazine and Kevin Sorbo, of course. James Cricciucci, Brandon Sorbo. And John, you are? John Duffy. John Duffy. There we go. And we're here doing a little photo shoot.